think it's totally time for you to have a beer if you'd like to go for it. Take this! Getting ready to happen. Okay, all right. Okay, here. Oh, here we go. I'm having trouble turning the thing on. It's on. Hi, everybody. It's me, Jake. You remember me. Uh, this is episode something or other. I think it's 159. Could that be right? I think it is 159. Let's just, uh, why, you know, I checked some other things before I checked this, but uh, I didn't check all of the things because now I'm checking this, which is silly because you know what number it is, but I feel an obsessive need to be sure. And I, and I am now. It's episode one, 159. Uh, and my guest this week is a very funny comedian. You know, right before Christmas, I was down in Irvine. Thank you to all the Irvanians who came out to Irvine, California to see those shows. And uh, I worked with two friends. I had Ricardo Flanagan on the bill, who you may remember from um, episode 152. I was able to pull that up and check it out. Check out Ricardo's episode because it's really great. So I was working with Ricardo, had him down in Irvine. And then uh, at the last minute, I needed an opener. And my friend Greg Barrent recommended Travis Clark, who I'd met before, but who was my new friend. We had just a great week together, and he was very funny. So you can check him out at his website, and I can tell you some more things about him. But let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, that a lot of this is about me. I am the sponsor of this podcast, as it is my podcast. And so I always like to say the gigs that I've got coming up and those type those type things. So let me turn on the... Oh, that's nice. It's nice, right? When you have that music underneath there. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, so this week, it's January 2016. This week, January 7 through 9, I'm going to be in Denver at the Comedy Works South at the Landmark. January 16, 15, I'm going to be in Bozeman, Montana at the Ellen Theater. Come on out, Bozemanians. And then uh, Columbus, Ohio, January 20 to 21, 21 to 23, I'm going to be at Columbus Bunny Bone in Columbus, Ohio. January 29th, I got a private show in Seattle. I don't think I'm going to make the Den the uh, Des Moines thing, which is on my website, but uh, I am going to reschedule Des Moines. February 17th to 20th, I'm going to be in Minneapolis. March 3 through 5, I'm going to be in Detroit, and then get ready down under, and I don't mean down under in your underpants, or maybe I do. Hey, get ready, Australia, because I'm coming to the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I should be down there from mid-March through the end of April, and I hope that you can make it. And even if you're not from there, I hope that you can make it. I hope people, I hope people will come to those shows. I, you know, you're supposed to set these goals. you got to write them down. you got to write your goals down, ladies and gentlemen, because if you don't write them down, how do you know what they are? So i got to write some goals down, but one of them is to have... Uh, people show up for those shows in Melbourne. I got to get a little more specific because I'd like, I'd like for more than just, when I say people, I mean, that could just be two people a show and that's, that's not enough people for it to make sense for any of us. Although if it is two people, I promise you, we're going to have a good time. Don't, don't feel like, well, I don't want to go because there's only two of us. And what if, what if it's just us and Jake? Well, 
believe me, it won't be the first time that's happened. It'll be the first time in a long time, but I know what to do. We'll have a good time. I get it. You're dedicated. I get what you want. You want to go out and you want to enjoy yourself with your uh, significant other or your um, or your friends, or maybe they're your significant other. Maybe you're part of a polyamorous relationship. Check out my last episode if you'd like to hear some polyamory talk. Anyway, this week, it's me, Jake Johansson. You've heard about my whereabouts, my upcoming uh, things, and you can check out more about that at my website, jakethis.com. But this week's guest is Travis Clark, and you can check him out at his website, travisclarkcomedy.com. That's T-A-R-T-T-T-R-A-V-I-S-C-L-A-R-K comedy.com. And uh, there you'll see his bio and his bio is yeah I'm, i just i was reading it and i thought man i can't wait to read this on the podcast travis clark is a comedian who lives in los angeles with at least one dog and one wife that he's willing to admit to hmm? he might have more wives or more dogs but that's one is a, one is what he wants to that's what he wants me to say, and that's what I want you to hear, and let's all try and believe it. He's also a writer, actor, and occasionally a musician. As writer, Travis has written for Universal Cartoon Studios, Disney, TBS, and VH1, so he's got that going for him. As an actor, he's an ovation award-winning member of the critically acclaimed Troubadour Theater Company, and I assume that they... Uh, that they sing because they're troubadours. Otherwise, you can't. I don't think if you don't if you don't sing, I don't see how you're a troubadour. He's appeared in episodes of CSI, Cold Case. Uh, he's somehow lucky enough to land the role of Travis in Henry Phillips's film Punching the Clown. And Henry Phillips is a very funny person too. You can check him out when you're done checking Travis and me out because I think you like Henry. I think you like Henry. He's worth it. He's worth it. He's worth the Google, ladies and gentlemen, Henry Phillips. But uh, that's not happening right now. What's happening right now is me and Travis, and we're at the improv, and Ricarlo is there. He shows up. He's he's around. I don't want to... It's not a spoiler alert. You know what's going to happen. But we're backstage. It's pre-show. We're having a chat. We're eating some food. We eventually eat some food and we do the shows. Anyway, this here, let's, I'm not going to mess around. This is it. Jake Johansson. We're on. Sweet. We're doing the podcast now. It feels podcasty. It's exciting, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's like radio, but without people. Yeah, well, it's just this little tiny box, but it connects to the whole wide world. Wow. Not everybody in the world listens. I'm still, I haven't, like we were talking about earlier, you know, it's, I don't think I really want a billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do want a billion. I should like, say that I don't want it. Like if it instantly happened, like not if like the whole we were talking about if there was a road, like you were driving on it, you'd probably pull off at about like one or two hundred million. I think, and maybe even before that. I mean, what I like to say now is I'm just two million dollars away from being set for life, <laughs> and uh, and maybe that's an age thing, or I, I don't know. But I I just kind of feel like I. I understand people have this drive and they have this ambition and they want to build some giant thing, but a billion dollars, what do you need a billion dollars for? So you can be in the, the billion club. I mean, that's a, that's a small group of people. It's a, how, I don't even know how many billionaires there are. I don't either. It's got to be less than 100, though, it's, right? It's got to be a record because we're like less than two minutes in and we've already hit the thing that we don't know. We don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know how many billionaires there are either. But it's got to be. It's, it's more than it's. It's more than a few, and a lot of them don't speak English. So right. there's there's a culture problem there. But the ones that we know about, like <clears throat> uh, what's his name, Bill Gates. Bill Gates, millionaire. Uh, Warren Buffett. Right, and those the other guy. Well, and some of the other guys from um, the Microsoft at the beginning. Paul is it Paul Allen? It's not Steve Allen. It's not Steve Allen. I know. Um, I know. I, I will go on record saying I know it's I, not Steve my Allen. My point is like the billionaires party of all just billionaires. It's not fun. I'd be a bummer. It would not think. be fun. I would want to hang out with those people. Even if they cut it down to you, got to have just two hundred million. The party of just you got to have two hundred million to get into the party. Like I think. Jerry Seinfeld is at that party. Okay. But I don't think Chris Rock is at that party. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Chris Rock. I, I, I wish him well. I want him to go to that party. I do, too. I, I hope he gets invited. I mean, I want to go when he goes. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But right now, I kind of feel like I can hang out with Jerry if I, if, if, if I needed to. Well, I think there's, there's also a difference of people who, like, there's people who are born into wealth and people who've achieved wealth. I think that's a different mentality. Like, you know... The ups and downs. Which ones are better? I know the answer. But well, the people ahead. who've uh, uh, achieved it. You know, if you're just mm-hmm. born into it, you end up being Trumpy. You know, you end up being that guy because right. But he lost all of his money and got it back. But the the thing is to be that kind of like the thing I like about Jerry Seinfeld being in the two hundred million dollar party is that he not only did he work hard for it, but it sort of happened like he made some good deals to set some things up, but he kind of got the money. But that wasn't his main thing that he was trying to do, is right. get to be a super rich guy. But some of these other guys, that's that's their main thing that they're trying to do. They're spending their time trying to get to be super rich. Like Bill Gates patented something. That wasn't he, even his. Yeah, he bought a thing <laughs> that belonged to Xerox and then patented, or maybe he had it. I mean... It's all about marketing, is what I think you're fair. telling I'm me. I'm not yeah. saying he did anything illegal or anything. But it just seems like, how come that guy gets to own something that turns out to be worth that much? And how come I got to read about him giving away all his money? How come, I feel like, look, we're all decent human beings. Well, how, do, how come he gets to decide what charities and diseases to cure? I guess because, I, you know, I don't know. I guess because he's anointed with the dollars, you know? He's got the money, and so we're having him do it. I mean, I'm glad that he's doing it. I'm glad he's not a stingy jackass. You know, it must be a bummer, though, to be that wealthy. Like, imagine all the people who just write you all the time asking you for stuff. Like, not even charities, just people who are like, you got money, pay pay my bill. You Mm -hmm. know, like, I I almost did that when I was really young. I almost wrote Bill Gates, like, I can't pay my credit card bill. Please help me. Could you help me out? Yeah. I don't think he would have done it. I don't think he would. He shouldn't have done it. But I don't think he would have put you on some list of, <laughs> like, let's try and keep this guy down. I wish he would have. It would have explained a lot more of how my life worked out, you know, if I was on the so? list. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We talk about that in your act a little bit about how you went from deciding to stop looking like. Uh, Every roadie. Yeah. 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 Because you were doing that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For a long time, I was like, "Oh, this is the, I, I may I forged my identity at seventeen, and just was like, and I and I'm sticking to it. And then I think truly growing up is when you go, seventeen year old me was kind of dumb and didn't have a lot of life experience. There's no reason to keep being that guy. Keep rocking that yeah, plan. There's no plan. You know, the, that was the thing too. Seventeen year old me did not have a plan. It was just angry about everything and played music very loud mm-hmm. and was convinced that you were wrong. And then that turns out as a terrible way to build uh, friendships and relationships. But, but was it fun at the time? 
no, no one really liked me. <laughs> I was very isolated. I was very by myself. Uh, I I ended a lot of friendships. Be- I ended a lot of friendships over effects pedals when I was in bands. Really? Because you have this thing in your act where you kind of nerd out about yeah about guitars, about yeah, guitars. But then that's a real thing of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the the one reason I would love to be a wealthy person is I, I would I would own every dream guitar I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I and some of them are very expensive guitars. Some of them are unbelievably expensive. You can only buy if you have Bill Gates money. Are you a good player? No, I try to make up for it in what I own. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot like it's a lot like anything else in life. Is you go, well, I could just be good with the student model. I could be Jimi Hendrix with a guitar that uh, that's how Jimi Hendrix made Fenders famous. They weren't really that great of a guitar, and then Jimi Hendrix played one, and then they were right. huge. Uh, instead, I'm like, well, I have all of these cool toys, and I can get by on them, you know? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I just played guitar at a show a little while ago, and I screwed up the whole time. I, I played the wrong chords. I slipped. It's, I can play in front of my dog. I can sing songs to him. No problem. What you kind put of music me, does your dog like? Uh, he really likes Christmas songs. At really? least right now he does, yeah, because I sing a lot of Christmas songs. They're cheery. Him. Yeah. They're cheery. No, so were you the vocal in your band? No, I, I think I was a singer in like one or two bands. I can sing, but I wouldn't say... That's not no. I'm mm-hmm. not good at it. I'm not great at it. But it sounded like your thing was metal, like rock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I do get that singing's part of that, but it also is like you can you you can fake it. Yeah, yeah if, you, you if own... you've got commitment, yeah, and intention. I just went to see this band called Goat Whore. That's a real band, Goat Whore. Uh, actually, I took my wife to see them for her birthday. That's literally what she wanted to do. My wife. Mm-hmm. If you see my wife, she's like a very slight, very small woman. And about a month ago, she said to me, I don't know why I really like listening to metal lately. So I surprised her with a goat whore concert for her birthday. Wow. Did she, had she heard of goat whore before? Um, I think we had both heard of them, but had never really seen them or we didn't own any, any of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, it was like someone wrote a sketch about metal. Because at one point there was, can I, I, I? I'm assuming I'm allowed to curse. Is that okay? Yes, yes, yeah. you can curse. At one point he. This is on the internet. Okay, I know, but sometimes yeah. some people are, you know, they don't think it very uh, protective of what goes on. Uh, the lead singer, everyone in Goat Whore looks like their other job is warlock. They all are just spindly, long-haired guys. Right. And he goes, "This next song is called Fucked by Satan," and everyone. Wow. It, it's like they just said, and Santa Claus is coming. Like everyone just was so happy. And I just started laughing because it seems ridiculous. Also, it was a great song. It was also a lot of fun. Well, but I mean, their response was probably based on the fact that they had heard this song. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They yeah, love yeah. it on the CD They've or They've been sitting there just waiting for Fucked by CD. Satan. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. They downloaded it. You know what's today. huge in metal right now? What? Cassette tapes. Underground metal, everybody wants a cassette tape. They're trying to go back to like it's the 80s and you're passing mixtapes around. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I like the idea of that. Well, this is the thing. I'm selling CDs. Some the early, I did two CDs before I did the DVDs, which mm-hmm. are, they're all kind of like, well, you can download things. But people like people to, like to own stuff. Yeah. Somebody said, oh, you know, you can get download cards that you sell. And it's like the download cards cost the same as... Me buying a CD. Right. So I'll just sell them the CD and then they could take it home and rip it. I mean, or they don't have a drive or they don't, they lost the technology. Really? That's how fast things are moving. These young people don't even know how to burn a CD to onto their hard drive anymore. I watched rip the, it. Yeah. It. I watched a video of some like uh, 20 year olds trying to use a flip phone and they were confused by it. They didn't understand mm-hmm. how it worked. And you're like, but no, we just, we just had those. We just did that. 
Yeah. We don't have them now, but we just did that. We're going to be so... Everybody thinks that they're going to survive the zombie apocalypse. No. <laughs> you can't use, you, if you can't use a flip phone, good luck making a fire. No. I mean, an animal. You're, 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 ironic knitting in your man bun is not going to give you a lot of uh, survival instincts and survival skills. Are men skills. doing knitting now? Yeah, it's like this weird, you know, pickling and knitting and, oh, look, I'm so masculine, I can knit and, you know. I didn't know dudes were doing that. To me, that whole hipster, I feel like that's, uh, that's in the hipster category. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's, it's all guys, people in their 20s pretending it's 1920. Yeah. Or yeah. 1906 or something, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it just seems, I don't want to eat your pickles. Although my wife got into pickling, I will say really? it is. I mean, I, I guess if you need a hobby, it's a, it's a pretty okay. self sufficient hobby. I probably spoke in haste, and actually, that was a lie. I do <laughs> want to try your pickles. <laughs> They're pretty good pickles. I've got. Uh, I've been. I've been making kombucha, which is a fermented, right? Sort of a. I think fermented is the right word yeah, it's, for it. It's, it but it's not alcoholic. It's, it's like a health tonic. Well, it's a probiotic. It's That's a, what it's it is. A, yeah, it's you're eating an active culture drinking an active culture how do you make it you have to get the active culture you get the scoby or the mother or the mushroom people call it it's it's this thick kind of rubbery thing that's on the top of the kombucha that when you grow it and then you decant it so what you're buying in the bottle it has little tiny bits of that in it but you get you have to get that mushroom scoby thing and in the past i had done it because i had done it years ago before you could buy kombucha in the store and so to get people to drink your kombucha, you had to explain to them what it was. You couldn't just go get a bottle of it and go, like this, that's in the store, except I make it at home. Right, right, right. And uh, then you would have to find someone who had the, the SCOBY mushroom thing. But now, this time, I, had, I got a friend who owns a restaurant. I was going to ask him to help me, hook me up. But I went on Amazon. You can buy a kombucha SCOBY on Amazon. They send it right to your house. It comes in a bag with a little bit of liquid. It's really creepy. It's like it's like it's like that story about you wake up in the hospital in a or in the in a hotel in a bathtub full of ice. It oh, looks like yeah. it looks like it's some kind of weird oh, organ. Weird. It is organic. It's a live organic thing. And then you make the you make uh, tea and you put a bunch of sugar in and you throw the scoby in there and it eats the sugar and, and it eats the yeah, sugar. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, then you got, then you got it and it reproduces itself. So now. Now I, I started with a gallon, I made that gallon, I made another gallon after that, and then the scoby's big enough that I divided it in two. Now I got two gallons going at it once. Next time I do it, if you want to come over four gallons. I can hook you up with some, wow. some scoby. You won't even have to go on Amazon. Well yeah, I'll just uh mm-hmm. that's awesome. We're sticking it to the man. <laughs> yeah. Big sticking it to big kombucha. You're yeah. not gonna let him that's uh, right. Yeah, we can make our own. We don't need your your pre-bottled kombucha. Yeah. And they're fine with that. They're fine with that. You I put think the, the, you put the, the chia seeds game. in it? Do you do that one? Isn't that a thing? I haven't put chia seeds in my kombucha, but I am eating chia seeds. I mean, I guess we're sort of finding out that I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I don't like the hipsters, but I'm doing a lot of stuff. You cold brew coffee? Yeah, I do. I oh, I love doing, I love doing it. it too. I love it so much. Um, I find the older I get, the more I like things that take more time, which seems counterintuitive. Like, well, I like things that take a skill. Like, I want to learn to work with wood. I but think that's I, too much. I, I'm, I'm nervous about losing my fingers because I would be the guy who goes, no, I got this, and then bandsaw, no fingers. You got to be careful yeah. with power tools. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 yeah, my dad warned me about that so much when I was a kid. 
I, I have a skill saw and I have a couple saws, but yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm into woodwork. I, I, it's, yeah, I, I would like to be able to do that, but I think I'm, I'm going to stick just with a kombucha. I'm going to try and make some sauerkraut. Oh, I want to talk to you about your pickles. Okay, if that's true. Well, my wife makes them. I, I just enjoy them. I, I don't, I don't have very little. Does say. it take a long time to make pickles? Not really. It's actually pretty quick to pickle. You can, I mean, you can do it with. You can take some time to do it. But uh, you can actually pickle something. Like, you ever watch those cooking shows? They're like, oh, I did a quick pickle. And they'll do it, like, in 20 minutes. You can do it really fast. A quick pickle. Yeah, I you can. A quick pickle. You can do a quick pickle on a watermelon rind. That sounds, like a, that sounds like a tongue twister. Yeah, but it's not. Quick pickle on a watermelon. No, it is. <laughs> you see? A little yeah, bit. Um, and do you eat the rind, then, once you've pickled it? Or yeah, you once you pickle the it? watermelon rind. Thing. No, you can eat it. I don't oh. know. I don't know how that works. Because you don't eat watermelon rinds I think usually. what you do is, is you, you? you cut... I think you cut the the green skin part off, and you're pickling like the white part, where like the where the red part of the watermelon ends, and then there's that like the kind white of thi- part. Yeah, that you usually don't eat. That you usually you don't can. eat, but then you, you pickle, pickle it, and then it. you can eat it. Well, I take it back. Maybe some of these hipsters are going to survive the apocalypse. Well, look back to the whole thing about having like a bu- bunch of money. If I right, had a, yeah, if I had a bunch of money, mm-hmm. I would have a compound that I lived on where I grow grow my own food that I would. My wife would some some of it mm-hmm. would become pickles. Some of it we would can. I'd have trees that I would uh, cut down and turn into furniture. Uh, okay. And guitars. That's. It sounds like a ridiculous. Trees, trees, guitars, pickles. Yeah. Pickles. That's my dream. Would you have other people on the compound? I mean, would you become? I mean, a- people people could visit. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't. Wouldn't. wouldn't but be you a wouldn't hermit. open it up. You wouldn't. You wouldn't allow. You'd have to be invited. Yeah, I'd, I'd have that's to one know of the you. Tricky things about yeah. being a, a super rich guy is because you can either only hang out with super rich guys, or you can be, you know, the rich friend of those. Like the only way that they can do what you're doing is you got to pay for it, right? And then you got you're surrounded by yes men, and that's how things can go. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're saving all your bowel movements in jars. Well, I mean. You can reuse them. They're great for composting. Um, I guess, but isn't there a sanitary? I think there's a sanitary aspect of that's why we're not all pooping in our yard, isn't it? Probably. I mean, mm-hmm. we. I guess we could. Yeah. I know people who do save their their business and uh, and compost it and and use it to grow stuff. Hang on. Yeah. You're ta- you you know people who save their poop. Yeah. You know, famously, uh, I don't know her personally, but El- but Elvira has a composting toilet. Composting toilet, okay, yeah. right, where it's being dehydrated, sure. Yeah, that, but not just. I don't think just... they just poop and throw it in their yard. No, they do yeah, something to it. That's yeah, a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. You can't. You gotta. You gotta treat it. I wonder if you can buy Elvira's poop on the internet. Yeah, I think it you hasn't can. Come to that. Yeah, I think it it, I think you can, that. and then you can you can divide it. It grows, and you can just section it off, and you can make your own Elvira poop. Compost. Man, this is taking a weird turn. I know. I apologize. I feel like it's a bit my fault. It's completely all right. I mean, I brought up Elvira poop. I have a friend who went to Elvira's. She has a compound in Ojai, Uh and uh, he was saying that he went on this weird toilet that she had. And the more he told me the story, I was like, I I think you just crapped an Elvira's planter. I don't think you used a toilet. I think you went to her greenhouse. Well, I've spent some time. Googling composting toilets because mm-hmm. my wife is a big environmental person. Okay, and, and I'm I'm into tiny houses in terms of really. I can't under, I can't I can't I can't 
I, I don't want us it. all to live in a tiny. I mean, I want to. I want to get three tiny houses: one that I live in, one my wife lives in, and one my daughter lives in. <laughs> and I want to put them in sort of a, a circle formation around a you know picnic table, and, and maybe have like a great room in the center. Yeah, where, where they we all can meet. all go home <laughs> to our tiny house. Yeah, okay. But you know, and then I can have my tiny house how I want it, and so can so can they. And then when my daughter's old enough, she wants to get married, she can hook her truck up to her tiny house and go wherever or she wants to go. When she moves out, you can turn it into a tiny office. You know, you yeah, just maybe. Have, yeah, you have a yeah. lot of options. There's no reason that I have to give her that tiny house, <laughs> right? is there? No. Good thinking. Yeah, my dad never gave me a tiny <laughs> no. house. Um, so I had thought about composting toilets because they work in tiny houses and right. they're environmental. But, you know, you got to hook them up to power and your whiz goes in one part and your poop goes oh, in the Oh, is that what part. happens? The best ones, they separate it because I guess that's a big part of the odor is when those two things are mixing Combined? together. That's, uh. that's a big problem. Well, although, come on. If you try pooping on a newspaper and tell me you can spend the rest of the day in the house with that. Yeah, no. You can't do it. I mean, is that a challenge? Do I have to really do that? Is that, a, is that my homework assignment? It's going to be how we're going to spend New Year's Eve this okay, year. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've got... Uh, we're going to do a comedy show, and then we're all going to do that. We're all going to poop on newspapers, mm-hmm. and then uh, different people obviously are going to have to poop at different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're yeah. all going to be in the same room. It's going to be like just all—it's like a giant house broken party. Yeah, I'm like, having yeah. trouble getting all the permits for it. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to do the gorilla pooping party. You well, know, you, know. you know what they say: it's better to ask for um, forgiveness than it is to ask right. permission. That's true. Or maybe they say it's easier. I can't remember. I Whatever don't know it is, hey, sorry we pooped everywhere. Right? I mean, that's... Yeah, what do you want us yeah, to do now? What do you want us, it's already done. It happened. Basically, well, we were just going to go home. Yeah. We proved our point. We made our point. <laughs> our point is, 2016 is the year of the newspaper poop, and you're just going to have to get on board. We did that. <laughs> we can do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I'm That's how I'm. And it. that's what you would do if you had a billion dollars. I think it's what you were saying, is you would just line the world with newspaper and let people have a poop party. I don't know party. what I would do, because I keep thinking about this whole, like, what are we really up to? What are we trying to, where are we trying to get to? I mean, I love doing stand-up. I, right. This is a fun job. I like doing that. I don't think I would stop doing that, even if I had a billion dollars. Although, maybe there's some gigs I wouldn't take, but that's the problem with having a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I've seen guys' careers go a little bit wrong because they had, they had enough money that all at once then they go, I don't have to put up with that crap. I'm not going to that town to stay in that condo or do that thing. And it's like, well, then they're not writing any new material and they're not, you know, they, they're not driven. And they just sort of check out or give up. And we could check out or give up. I mean, if I had a billion dollars, I, I, I'd quit almost everything and just travel the world till I got sick of it. Really? Yeah. There's so many places I want to go. Do you know that you can... They've got this... Have you heard about this book, Vagabonding? No. It talks about, it talks about that. You know, these people who want to just travel, you can do that. That's a doable thing. You just have to kind of decrease your nut. You've got to sell your house, and uh, you and your wife just take off and travel the world. You work jobs along the way. You've got a skill, so you can earn a little bit of money at that. And you just kind of... You kind of go from one thing to the next thing. I wish I would have brought another microphone because so Ricardo's in here. No, it's totally okay. Oh, we might be able to eat some dinner. Oh, I like dinner. I'm okay. big into dinner. If I had a billion dollars, I'd just go to dinners a lot. You would get dinners? I would go to... I'd just, I'd, truthfully, if I had a billion dollars, I would take all of my different friends on v- vacations that I wanted to go on that I wanted... Like I'd be like, oh... I've always wanted to go to Easter Island. Jake, does Easter Island sound cool to you? It totally sounds good to me. Let's go to Easter Island, 
and I know a great uh, fishery along the way. You know, like, and I would be that guy. This, if there's ever a coincidence where we each get a billion dollars, I think I would be a good guy to hang out with. Absolutely, yeah. Because we could I, be. I would love that. I like that Easter Island idea a lot. I've wanted to go. I wanted to go to all the islands. You know, I want to go to Christmas Island and see the crabs. I want to go. Can you know about those? I don't know about the uh, Christmas. So Island. Christmas Island has a, 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 a crab population that <laughs> you can't interfere with them. They 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 run the island. So mm-hmm. they migrate across the island, and they go through people's houses. They go through a golf course. They go across the roads. Uh, and there's just these giant red crabs that take over the whole island like two times a year. And you can't eat them? I, well, they, a lot of them get run over by cars because they just go across the road. Right. But they're protected. So if they start walking through your house, you can't be like, oh, get out of my house. You have to open a door and let them walk through. Do you mind if I ask a stupid question? No, not at all. Where is Christmas Island? It's somewhere off of the coast of England, I believe, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to believe you. Yeah. Well, and I could be wrong. I, it I could be in the I, South I, Pacific. I, yeah. it, it could be off the coast of California, but I remember seeing a guy with a British accent talking about it. So that's Well, where, they used yeah. to have an umpire. They used to have an empire, the British. They did. And they said that the sun never set on the British Empire. And then it said a bit. Hey. Oh. You know what? Maybe we should time out. Order some food. I like this idea. Okay. Time out. Everybody, just relax. It won't seem like anything to you. Oh, 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 I'm having some trouble turning on that thing. Okay, the Christmas, hey, it's Jake. This is not, the podcast is not over, but I just, I've been listening as you're listening. The Christmas Island red crab is a species of land crab that is endemic to Christmas Island and the, um, Kneeling Islands in the Indian Ocean. Although restricted to a relatively small area, it's been estimated that 43.7 million adult red crabs once lived on Christmas Island alone. But the accidental introduction of the yellow crazy ant is believed to have killed about 10 to 15 million uh, of those crabs in recent years. Well, the red crabs are well known for their annual mass migration to the sea to lay their eggs in the ocean. And I guess that must be where, <clears throat> excuse me, you're not allowed to interfere with the Christmas crabs. Uh, also, Vagabonding is a book that I had bought on my Kindle, and I can tell you about that right now. It's by Rolf Potts, if you want to check it out. I'm about a third of the way into it, um, but it, it comes up a little bit more in this conversation. And then, finally, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I do feel like I need to tell you that the world's Billionaires is an annual ranking of the world's wealthiest people compiled and published by the American business magazine Forbes in March. So that's coming up a couple months. The billionaire list is going to come out. Uh, the total net worth of the uh, individuals on the list of all the billionaires um, and dictators. Oh, my God, it's a lot. The list has been published annually since 1987. Bill Gates has topped the list 16 of the past 21 years. How about that? including the 2015 list. Uh, In 2015, there was a record of 1,826 people on the billionaire list. 1,826 billionaires. Uh, A record 290 newcomers with 71 from China. So there's some new Chinese... Hey, shout out to all you new Chinese billionaires. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Uh, Can you help a brother out? Uh, 
I'm only $2 million away from being set for life. What's that to you, Chinese billionaire? Do, can you even understand? How would you like to learn English? I can help you out with that. All right. Well, we're going to get back to Travis in a minute. I'm just kind of looking at the rest of this stuff about uh, you know, 57 uh, new billionaires from the U.S. Hey, U.S. billionaires, <laughs> you're nothing to sneeze at. Why, why am I talking to these Chinese billionaires when I got 57 U.S. billionaires? New, new ones, new ones, new ones, new, China, new United States billionaires. You could help me out and not even feel it. And I would be thanking you and helping you give the finger to some Chinese billionaires. All right. That's on the table from here on out. Here we go. Let's get back to Travis. That episode is very good. The Ricardo Flanagan episode of my podcast. Mm. He's here also, but I didn't bring three mics. Well, I know. If you had a billion dollars, if I had a billion dollars, you'd, you'd be just flush with three mics all the time. Yeah, following me around with two more mics all the time. All the time. Because I wouldn't just be like, I need a third extra mic. I would say, look, this thing can accommodate four mics. I might even get the four mics and the accessory thing wow. that can hold two more mics. I'd be rocking six mics all the time, but that's not what's happening. That's billion-dollar money, though. I mean, that's yeah. that's fantasy land. But anyway, this vagabonding, I'll, I'll show you. I have the I bought the digital book on here, and then there's I have another book about how you can um, work on the road. This guy, he quit. He sort of quit his job, job, but he but he then uh, remote remote office on his computer and traveled around the world working that way. And he was kind of a blogger, journalisty kind of mm. person, but uh, I think you know you can you can do that. But uh, but the vagabonding thing was just about you know your expenses when you're on the road are pretty low. I mean, when we go to New Zealand, my wife is from New Zealand. I'm just ta- I'm talking a while so you can think about what you're going to say when oh when I stop talking. No so no I no, I, I, I have talking. yeah. Don't just listen to me. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm uh, yeah I'm I'm thinking about an ahi burger right now is what yeah, I'm no, thinking. Me yeah. too. I'm, I can't believe that's what you had last night. Yeah. That's what you're doing again. I'm a, I'm a man of – I find something I like, and I like it to the extreme. Fish are delicious. All yeah. that crab talk really put me in a yeah, I'm sorry. seafood state of mind. I started talking about Christmas Island. And- yeah. So, so we go to New Zealand for three, four weeks to vacation for, to see her family, and then we also have a little tour in New Zealand. And because we're staying with family, really, but um, we spend less on that trip. I mean, I'm not earning any money because right. I'm not working. We spend less. Our out-of-pocket is less on that trip than it is when we're at home. And so... Uh, Even with the exchange? The money exchange? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, obviously, I'm not counting the, the mortgage. But, I mean, oh, if right, we, if right. We were, if we were renting our house out at home to cover our mortgage... Airbnb. While we were gone. Yep. Airbnb. Why not have a stranger stay in your place while you're not there? Why not? Yeah. What they could possibly go wrong? If you're not home. <laughs> I think that's their new slogan. I think it is. Yeah. Have you ever stayed in one? Yes. I've stayed in one. Not only have I stayed in one, I've, I've operated one a little bit. Really? Yeah. I've stayed in one, and it was a basement and the door locked. And I, I, it was, I was a little terrified. What do you mean? You got trapped inside the Airbnb? I mean, I could get out, but like, it was this separate door to a basement, and like, at night they would lock it. And you'd get, and so if I decided at two in the morning I needed to go somewhere, I, that was not you an couldn't option. get out. I couldn't get out. Well, that's bullshit. That should yeah. be in the reviews. I mean, that's not. I wouldn't rent a place like. Listen, that. Listen, I don't like to brag, but I am a lot of. I hold, I hold quite a few Duke ships on uh, on Yelp. So uh, no, I do know. Yeah, that. yeah, I do know that yeah. about you. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like our experience staying at Airbnbs has been mixed, but as hosts, it's been mixed but mostly positive. Mixed but mostly but positive. There's no screening process, though, right? What do you mean? Well, before the people coming in, you have a little exchange with them, and, oh. and the, we're renting a house, so it's uh, it's expensive enough that that you don't get too many dirt bags, right? We that was one of our bad experiences. We rented out to a band, and it wasn't it wasn't good. I thought it was anyway. I don't want to talk about them, but uh, well, now I'm curious about it though. Well, they, it's sort of. I thought it was a person in the band, and then a couple Not of the other whole bandmates, band. right? But it turned out that he was renting it for bandmates. So the person who was paying for it was not the person who was staying there. So if if people are paying you, then they know. Look, this is how much this costs, and this is what the rules are. But if they just go here, you got. You know, there's a big difference between you staying at the Four Seasons and you telling a buddy of yours from high school that they can stay. You in the can four go stay at the Four Seasons. Yeah, it's, it's all, all on everything's me. Everything's paid for. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, there's a big difference. Oh man. Anyway, um, so that's what you do. You go, but you, but were you? Oh, Ricarlo has got a breaking news feed right now. <laughs> this just in. Yeah. Don't. Don't rent for an Airbnb for a friend. Apparently, they'll trash the place. Yeah, you got to watch out for that. But you could. So that's what I'm saying is if you if you don't have a place here, if your if your thing is you're just going to travel the the world for a year, that's what Tom Rhodes was doing for the longest time. Really? Yeah, he put all his stuff in storage and would just tour the world and stay either in the accommodations that the gig provided or get his own accommodations in between. The thing I found though is. Now that I'm in my 40s, mm-hmm. I know what nice places are like. Like in my 20s, I didn't. I'd never stayed at a nice place. Right. And now that I have, it's like, well, I want to keep kind of up in the ante of the nice place that I stay. You have certain standards. I have a certain – well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a snob, but like, you know, I've, I've literally stayed at a Four Seasons. I mean, I, it was – Well, they're great. Right. But, but could you deal – you could deal with a Holiday Inn Express. Sure. Right? Uh, here and there. But after a while, I'd be like – I want to go to the fancy place. You know, I got I got really into like design, and you know, I got oh, really into like all of yeah, that. Yeah, you're stuff down a road. And, you're yeah. down a road. Do you My, have a day job? Uh, occasion when they let me, you know, you know, every now and then I'll get a writing job, and that that'll. But like, it sounds like you're used to a fancy lifestyle. What's your wife do? Is oh, she, she some kind of a doctor when I, she's not going out to I'm, see goat whore? Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm legally not allowed to say what her job is. For real? Really? Yeah, she works for a place with an iconic water tower. Is what I can tell you. Ah. But they put out a memo saying you cannot talk about what you do because we, she and I have a podcast and it was literally as we started the podcast, they put out a letter saying when you are uh, appearing on uh, other media, you are representative of the country of, of the company and the country and the country. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. She works for the uh, CIA. I'm not supposed to talk about it. Well, we we yeah. we represent the United States on this podcast. Good. Generally, the two yeah. of us, except there have been some foreigners on. I'll be honest. I have some Canadian friends, really, and they're down. I don't know why we don't start a, a United States American America, a North Uni- America, United yeah. America thing. Sure. With and and I want to I want to let Mexico in on that too. They seem good because the European, the EU, the e, is it. European, e, e, uh, whatever they call themselves, yeah, them. the United States of Europe. I feel like the United States of America is one thing, but the, why aren't we letting Canada in on this? I don't know. They I'm got, ready. Yeah, they're nice people. I feel like we should be able to go to Canada and do what we want, and they should be able to come here and do what they want. But 
that uh, black market, maple market. You know, that's the problem. It's the, you know, who's going to regulate the maple syrup? They're trying to protect their syrup. Yeah. We're going to be able to work out a price on that. You think so? Yeah. I mean, we, uh, thousands of years, no one's agreed on the price of maple syrup. No, I know. You know? Warner Brothers, right? <laughs> they have a huge, huge uh, water tower full of maple syrup. Yeah. 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 I wondered what was in that water tower. <laughs> that's what it is. It is it's, a, it's a Southern California maple syrup reserve. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. But they don't keep it the right temperature. That's the problem. The Canadians yeah. like their syrup warm because it's cold up there. Right. And we like, I feel like we like our syrup room temperature. Or to- cold. Do you like it cold? I no, I don't. It, but I people too put con- it in the fridge. Well, yeah, but then you heat it up before you use it. You keep it in the fridge to keep it congealed. Do and you? Nice. We're not yeah. that kind of. My wife, my wife, my wife, my wife. We don't <laughs> have wife? any maple syrup at our house. She's from New Zealand. My she wife even pickles maple syrup. maple syrup. It's weird. I don't even know how she does that. My mother. That's what I meant to say when I said my wife. Uh-huh. Okay, I got Already? you. Uh-huh. What do I owe you so far? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um. My mother just keeps it in the fridge, and then we, we just take it right out of the fridge. Actually, when I was a kid, we didn't even use – this is how white we are at our house. We didn't even use the maple syrup. We used that caro syrup. You know, oh, the just, corn syrup. That's just, just, it's, yeah. just, it's just clear corn syrup. It's the thing oh, that we know now. You didn't now. even get the amber-colored one, so no, it kind of like pretends? It's, it's the thing that we know now is killing us all. Right. We would just – you but can buy so a delicious. bottle of yeah. corn syrup. <laughs> And put it right on your pancakes. Oh, my God. It was really good. Well, uh, if you do have maple syrup, mm-hmm. there's a little fun maple syrup tip. Throw a vanilla bean in it. Just throw it in there. Let, when you put it in the fridge, it takes on the characteristics of the vanilla bean. Mm-hmm. It's better syrup. You are a hipster. I'm there's a little no, bit of a hipster. I'm like, no, I try not, not to be, but I am, no I am a little gonna bit. You're going to be able to vagabond. No, I know, right? I'm just, I don't have the skill set anymore. Well, maybe you do. Maybe you just, it's just a matter of figuring out your system and how, you got to be a, sort of a minimalist, though. you got to get down to a oh, small man. amount of cherished possessions. You act like that's going to be a problem for you. I have, and I'm not kidding, 2,000 guitar pedals. I don't know, and I've been trying to sell them. And I get emotionally attached to things. Like I get, I have, I can't just let things go. Like I'm like, oh, I remember when I got this. Why do they have, why, we don't need 2000 anymore, do we? We can have one and then you just download the right software into it. Oh, see, I'm that guy. I don't, I don't play digital effects. I only play analog effects. But what I just said is a real thing. That is a real thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who do it. It turns out 99.9% of people, if you're playing a digital effect, go, hey, that sounds like an effect. And the 0.1% go, I can hear that it's ones and zeros. But then I record digitally. It's, it's, it's a, I don't make a lot of sense in terms of my life choices, like looking back on them. I feel like what you're talking about is a thing that a lot of people talk about. I mean, the whole idea that we all thought CDs were the answer, and now everybody's going back to vinyl. Yeah. Except for these metalheads who are going oh, to I'm cassettes. Oh, I'm going to cassettes, yeah. Yeah, that's the – that's – I don't – that's just obviously they're saying, look, we want the crappiest – they're saying Sound. they want that. It's it's like a weird form of like nostalgia. It's not like when tapes were popular in the underground music scene. It's because that's what the format was. But it's beyond lo-fi because oh it, yeah, because it's, it's yeah, yeah. You're actually getting weird machine artifact noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which sounds great. Well, but you 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 get your storage space. You get a storage space. You put all your guitar pedals in there. Oh. Um, when I talked to Tom Rhodes, now I brought him up the, another right. time. You know Tom? I, I, I've met him a few times, yeah. He's, he's a great guy. And I, I've been on his podcast, but he hasn't been on here. But he was telling me that, because my thing, he, that's sort of a fantasy dream is to do what we're talking about. Right. To put all your stuff in storage and go around the world for a few years and see what happens. But he said when he 
come back to the storage space, the weird thing to him would be the technology things that, like the flip phone that you oh, threw right. in there. It's, it's over. Or the weird, yeah. like I've got all these mini discs of comedy sets. No one has a mini disc player. I have anymore. the mini disc player, but I was saying, I said on the podcast a while ago, I'm, I don't even know what to do. If that mini disc player doesn't work, I'm thinking about throwing away. And one of my my fan, super fan person, hi, hi, Julie. <laughs> um, I can't help it. She's out there. Um, she She's goes, recording all of this on the She goes, don't, yeah. throw, don't throw those away. You know, give them to me and I'll put them in my. I don't know what she was going to do with them, but she was really worried that I was going to lose that archive of those. But those would just be like a shoebox full of something that I could put in my storage space when I go vagabounding around the world when we go together. I need a minimum of seven flanger pedals with me wherever I go. It's just... You need them with you. Yeah, with me. I need them with me. And what guitar? What's your guitar of choice? Oh, my well, guitar. you've got to take one guitar. Okay, it's like two people will know what this guitar is, uh, and I'm one of them. Uh, a Motor Avenue Bel Air. It's my favorite guitar. It is built by one guy named Mark Fuquay who lives out in Durham, North Carolina. He builds it from a block of wood up into what it is, and it is – I've never played a better guitar. He's a hillbilly electronics was, nerd. No, he actually used to live out here in California and then uh, decided he, he and his wife were going to go have like a farm in North Carolina, and now he still builds guitars out there. Love the movie Bull Durham. Yeah. And wanted to move to the place that was close to where that – I think that's what it was, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's a good part of the world. I do like that, it's that research yeah. triangle area, Raleigh, um, Raleigh, Durham. All I want, I truthfully, back to the million dollar thing. The other mm-hmm. thing I would do is, if Mark would let me, I would just go study with him on how to make guitars. Because I'd be really? like, yeah, don't I don't I have a I have a billion dollars. I don't need money. Will you teach me the craft that you learn? I would study under him for years to learn. What how kind to build of job it. does your wife have at the syrup factory? That she does. Why don't you guys just go to North Carolina and start making guitars? Because they don't have a syrup office in North Carolina. But that she I'm aware could of. surreptitiously get another job there. <laughs> I'll talk to her about it. I, I think she's a little uh, hesitant to do these things. But she wants to go see Goat Whore on her birthday or she something? She does want to go see Goat Whore on her birthday. Holy cow. Uh, uh, Iron Reagan opened for them. She's a great. complicated lady. She is. You wouldn't think it to meet her. She seems very sweet and very calm. And then there's just so many layers of things I was not aware of. Mm-hmm. I think that's also marriage, though. The longer you know someone, the more you go. They're like, complicated. Yeah. Yeah, you like, judge them by oh, the cover. Right. You judge that book by the cover, and then you get in there and read it. And it's like, You're like holy, holy shit. shit. <laughs> there's <laughs> a lot going on in here. Man. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting this third act twist at all. This is yeah. all news. Yeah. Yeah. You really find out some stuff. But uh, I got to believe that that this is an attainable thing, this making guitar fantasy that you've got. You could do that. I could, but I don't. I don't know if you can do that and travel the world. Yeah, probably not. I mean, unless I had a yacht with a, you with get a wood watch. a shop. tiny house <laughs> with, a, with a tiny workshop. In right. It. You'd have to sell the guitars as you go. That's right. what you would do. You would make a guitar. On your way to the place that the guy who had ordered the custom guitar mm-hmm. from you lived, and then you would deliver the guitar and fine tune and tweak it with him, and then you guys would record a song for the album that you're making. Holy shit! You sell him the guitar, you move on. When you get fifteen of them, put you, out an album. I call it an album, but right. it's not an album anymore. I don't know what they call it. I think they still call it. It's an a album. collection. It's don't a mixtape. What does Taylor Swift call yeah. it? I think she calls it, calls it an albums. Album. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever she's doing, that's good enough yeah, for us. I'll do. Uh, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I really love this idea. Like I'm not. I. I 
kind of want to know how attainable, how quick I could could tr- make that transition. I can help you with the tiny house parts. Okay, you're going to need the guitar skills, but once you, I figure it's like a minimum of five years to learn how to build a good guitar. Yeah, I, there's going to be some bands that you're going to be able to sell the crappy guitars to. Sure. In the beginning, because they're going to fall in love just like you and I have with right. the idea of this. The prem- right. once you. So, so the songs, there's going to be an evolution in the music as your guitars get better and better until finally you sell one to who's a good guitar player that we know. Uh, not Eddie Van Halen. Uh, no, not Eddie Van Halen. He's very particular. Um, no, I mean, you've got to work your way up to that. Guy. Oh, right. But he's also very particular. He's also has his own branded line of guitars. Oh, he's so, already yeah, doing a thing. Yeah, he's already doing that. Uh, there's a guy I know named Alan Johannes who I think is a great, great guitar player. But does he have a is he does he have a band right now? Uh, Alan Johannes. He, he has the Alan Johannes band. He was in a band called Eleven. He plays with, uh, uh, okay, well, of Stone Age and yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, he's people who like. So guitar you're working your way up. Yeah. He may be the final cut on yeah. your album or the first cut. I'm not sure how the album's going to work, but I think you want to start go I feel chronological. Like I got to get Dave Grohl. I feel like Dave Grohl. I got to get. Oh, I got to end up. With he's going to love Grohl. this idea, yeah, right? He's going to love this idea. So he's in L.A., right? Yeah. So I think you fly. To North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's where the starts in North Carolina. And I come and all you, the way you back. You make your plan to work back oh to him. Oh, my God. Yes. And that's going to take a year. I make my own sonic highways. I do the reverse of what he did. Did he do this? Yeah. he made. Oh, Dave Jesus. Grohl made an album going across the country, going to different studios, and made a documentary series about mm-hmm. all that. But I do it about making guitars. I do. Yeah. Yours he, is different. Yeah, mine's this different. It's a different idea. It's a different idea. It's a different idea, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what they say. Back off, Dave. It's different. Good artists. Um, borrow and right. great artists steal. steal. Yeah, yeah, right. So, um, yeah. This I is also a- love that in your plan, I've just given up comedy. Like it's over for me. Like I no, you do, do comedy yeah. gigs on the way, on the side. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yes, yes, absolutely, well, man. You go any way to make money, right? You yeah, go from gig to gig. Yeah, and you park your you park your uh, gypsy wagon in the <laughs> in the back of the comedy club parking lot. You know, <laughs> it's my house slash merch station after the show. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. And if you want to buy a guitar, that's on too. Yeah. You can do that. You can do that. It's a bit of a wait list because uh, mm-hmm. I can only make so many at a time. Where am I sourcing the wood? Because I got to travel with the wood. Regional. You get the wood. How much wood does it take to make a guitar? You're, uh, you're making one guitar on your way to the next place. Or maybe you got another one in the early stages. There's different so woods the- in the guitar. Like, you know, the, the fretboard's going to be made of a different wood than the body and the glues and the. And the it, it gets complicated. Well, I'm not the detail guy. Okay. <laughs> You're big picture. T- You're the I'm, big picture guy. I I'm got it. I'm saying that I feel like in this fantasy, we're going to be able to source the woods locally near where we are. We're starting off in North Carolina, right. which is the land of wood. Nothing but wood. It's really yeah. all trees there. Yeah. And those hog confinement places. And, a, and a, a Whole Foods. They have one there now. Yeah, they do have Whole yeah. Foods there. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. They have a guy play banjo. And you're the, not a vegetarian, are you? Um, well, I ordered an ahi burger. So it's, yeah, well, so that technically uh, yeah, you're not you know, a vegetarian. Not really, but I'm yeah. from Iowa, so people in Iowa who eat chicken say vegetarian, they're vegetarian. Right. I was a vegan for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was, I was a vegetarian for like 10 years. And then, oh, really? Uh, yeah. And then, um, then uh, I had a job where they fed, fed us. And the options for a vegetarian were like a leaf. You know, right. you didn't have a lot of... Uh, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll eat turkey. And then, uh, and then I just fell off the wagon. Yeah, it's a trick. I, 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 I dated a vegetarian for a while, and so I was a vegetarian when we would go out. Right. Or we would often have to go to a place. that right. was She wouldn't just go and eat the vegetarian choice at a place. We, we needed to go to a vegetarian place sometimes. And, man, it's a tough. You're making your life hard. My house is vegetarian. 
There has never been an animal product cooked in my house. Hmm. Because your wife a vegetarian? My wife is a vegetarian still. I I uh, I relinquished my vegetarian title, mm-hmm. uh, and she kept it. And then so occasionally I'll go out and get myself a chicken burrito and not kind of tell her. Just don't talk yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, right. She doesn't yeah, mind that you right. do it. No. But you just don't right. rub her face in it. No. Right. Wow. But a tiny house, I mean, that's going to be really obvious what – what each is doing. It's going to be tough yeah. with you guys yeah. traveling around the country. We, she might just have to fly in and visit you. I don't know how this is all going to work. Okay. Now, it's starting to seem like, instead of a lifestyle, it's starting to seem like a project that you're just doing and then you're flying home in between. I don't like that. I don't like that as much. I like it better if you're on this odyssey. Did you ever see this movie, Glenn Tilbrook, One for the Road? No. Do you know who Glenn Tilbrook is? I do not. He's the um, singer for one of the Squeeze. Okay. UK Squeeze. And he comes over and he plays all these gigs in America. He buys an RV. He and his wife get in this RV. And they, he plays all these solo gigs traveling across country. And the RV is terrible. It breaks down all the time. And, it's, and this thing is sort of homemade. The, the film is homemade. You used to be able to watch it on Netflix. I don't know if they still have it. But it's really a fun, it's a fun, uh, it's a fun documentary. See, I thought you were going to talk about Lost in America is where I thought you were going to No, no. Go. This yeah. is... But this is a for real. Like he's a rock star, and he plays these little gigs. And sometimes he's the kind of guy who will just take the take the crowd into the street. They'll do a spontaneous parade. They'll go to somebody's house. In the movie, there's part of it where he, he leaves the gig where everybody's at because someone says, "Come to my house. I got leftover something to eat." And they go over there. That's like what all my favorite bands used to do. That's how they would tour. It's like there was a there was a place that famously. Gave bands chili. Like, they just made a giant pot of chili. Whenever band came in, mm-hmm. them and all their crew ate the chili. Well, this is what I'm pitching to you. I'm okay. Saying, I'm on board. I'm saying this can be... This could be my life. Yeah, this can be your life. And I think you're going to love it. I'm kind of looking forward... Like, I kind of... I might have... Okay, so the tiny house is on wheels, right? So it's basically a trailer, right? Yeah, it's like a trailer. Yeah. So I could have kind of a... A decent truck to cl- to pull it along. Yeah, you're going to have that's to have kind a of dec- storage. You're going to have to have yeah. a decent truck right. to pull it along. Could probably biodiesel that truck so that I'm. Yeah, like, you could. Right. Well, it doesn't even have to be a, a tiny house on wheels. You could get a school bus and remodel it. I mean, that's been done. That's true. You can tear the outside off of an RV and build a build a house on the on that. You know, you can make it into a thing where you're driving, you're driving the actual wooden house around. That'd be pretty. I mean, if I could make it like kind of Danish modern, if I could have like those sharp angles on it, like mm-hmm. I'd really be into that. You and I need to get to an inter- internet connection and fast. Okay. <laughs> because I'm really excited about this. I'm into it, man. But I'm saying you don't need a billion dollars for this dream. No, but you, you, I'm, I'm thinking you probably need some money. You do need some money because we're gonna have to pay your wife off. <laughs> I don't think she's just going to jump on board. Or she may it. be like, oh, fine, please, just get out of the house. Yes, go, 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 get out. Right, but that's going to last for the first week or two, and then she's going right. to be like, call you up and say, "Like, where are you? What how, I- have, how have you not learned how to I make it? A- yeah. I don't think I signed off on, when are you coming back? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I still don't know how to make a proper guitar. Mm-hmm. I See, I view guitar making a lot like, you know, no, do it again. Like, I'm just sitting there cutting wood wrong the whole time for like well, a right, year. Well, right, but you're going to sell those terrible guitars to people. Those That's jagged, splintery. <laughs> they're going to be, well, not the jagged, splintery ones, but you're going to do some punk songs. On with, some, yeah, some yeah. just really like early days yeah. design. Yeah. There's some savant 
garage punks out there right now that they don't even know who they are. That you're going to sell them a, a guitar. guitar and we're going to record a song with them. I feel like the, the the mobile home needs like a small bit of studio in it as well, right? Like a well, like probably, a little yeah, that could be a tent. A studio a tent, tent, a studio tent oh, where you play, man. you record outdoors. All of this just or maybe keeps it's getting a roof. Maybe you do concerts from the roof of the. Oh yeah, up top. Yeah, yeah, the upper deck. We do the upper deck when we're done at the day job yeah. of the person you're selling the first guitar yes. to because you know they've got day jobs. Of course they do. Or parents, you do it in their parents. Either driveway. way, you someone related to you is going to watch you perform. I feel like the longer we talk about this, the more the chances are that someone else is going to do it. Well, then we should stop talking about it so I can be the one who does it. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. This is not over, our okay. podcast, but our food's here. Our food is here. We should eat and reconvene. I wonder if after eating and actually having food, we're like, oh, my God, that was a terrible idea. It's probably not going to be. <laughs> let's, let's just put it this way. I don't, I'm, not, I'm skeptical that this is really going to happen. Okay. But if it does, I'm really excited about it. Uh, me, I'm, I'm elated about it right now. Okay. I shouldn't have said I was skeptical. Right, no, it's fine. Eat. You should be skeptical. Let's eat. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's not over. It's not over, this podcast. <clears throat> this conversation. Hey, it's Jake. Now, it's a couple weeks after that talk that I had with Travis, and there's a little bit more of that tra- Travis talk. Um, he's. This is not the last we're going to hear from Travis this year, I hope, you and me in this podcast, because, man, I'm listening to this with you, and I'm really enjoying this conversation. Glenn Til- Tilbrook, One for the Road, is the perfect film for dreamers, music fans, and open road enthusiasts everywhere. This is the review on Amazon.com, or maybe this is the blurb. But uh, you can watch it on Amazon.com. You can probably, I, I think I got it from Netflix, but you have to have the DVD plan. But uh, it's just uh, great. Ever wondered what it would be like to go on a cross-country tour with a rock star? Filmmaker Amy Picard did and made a movie about it. Expecting 18-wheelers and five-star hotels, she found Glenn Tilbrook, the former lead singer of Squeeze, touring in a mobile home and bedding down in roadside campgrounds. This thing, it's really great. So highly recommend that. So watch that. Get back to me and uh, get ready for the rest of this podcast right effing now. Just FYI, the guy who recommended this one, recommended one for the road, Glenn Tilbrook's movie to me, is Dr. Jim Raines, who you're listening to singing this song. Thank you, Dr. Jim. Oh, my God. Yep. That was a pretty tasty uh, meal. Yep. What was that? It was the 
uh, seared ahi burger. Yeah. It's not really a burger, though. It's a misnomer. But was it a steak or was it pieces of tuna formed into a patty? I think it was a, a Voltron of, uh, of sashimi. I didn't really pay as much attention to it as I should have for something that you're eating. I just yeah. believed them when they said I was just excited it showed up, and I, I didn't think I was as hungry as I was, and then mm-hmm. I put it all in my mouth really yeah. quickly. We're pretty sluggish now. We're going to be back. We're going to be back and fine for the show. <clears throat> um, right. But let's, oh, let's we got to do the show, right? Yeah, we got to do two shows. Oh, my shows. God. It's Friday night. We got to do two shows. I totally forgot. I thought we were just hanging out talking about me living in a tiny house. No, that's not. That's just part of what we're doing. Oh, man. Yeah. This is a, <clears throat> this is a big night. So, what's your action list? What's, what, what, kinda, what things are you going to do from here? First thing I'm going to do, uh, digest what I ate and digest this idea. But also, I'm going to email the guy I know who's the luthier, the guitar maker, mm-hmm. and say, hey, would you even be open to, to training me up? Would you be open to me coming and, you know, I'll, I'll camp out in a tent. You don't have to put me up somewhere. I'll, find, I'll, I'll get my own accommodations. Are you looking to train someone in your guitar art? Uh-huh. And if he's on board with that, then that, I think that, uh, if not, then there's, there's actually a guy who builds guitar like around the street from my house. I, that would probably be a closer, easier version. Well, yeah, maybe you go over and get that guy on board. Maybe I go talk to him. Yeah, maybe you mail a guitar to this other guy that you know in North Carolina. (laughs) Go, here's a guitar that I made. I'd love to know (laughs) if you've got any ideas that could help the next one be better. A lot of my ideas uh, boil down to taking something to make it the most complicated way when really there was a much easier way to do it. Mm. So I should just go talk to Barato Guitars around the corner from my house. Literally, like I could walk to to his shop. That's a load off. Yeah. Yeah, that's a load off. I'm going to email him. And then, I, this all started with me just asking you what was your favorite guitar. Yeah. This part of the show. Yeah. But the other thing is, don't rule out that you could just, you could give up all of this and just go travel around the world doing comedy and washing dishes. I mean. I'm sorry I put the washing dishes in there, but I just went, I needed to, you know, there's got to be a little reality. Like sure, you, yeah. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. It's not and you've all. you've got other skills. Yeah. I can wash dishes. I, yeah, if you I, had yeah. to, you could wash Absolutely. dishes. But you could probably also do some other things, right? Um, washing dishes is probably where I belong. That's probably a good I spot like for me. If it came down to it for me, I I had worked in restaurants when I was in college and then first starting comedy. But I don't know if I could go back to being a waiter. And it's hard to get those jobs. Right. I feel like the underserved area in Los Angeles... I feel like I could open a great lawn care business mm. and I could clean up because I can speak the language of the people. And at this point, you're already <clears throat> the wage to be a yard guy is now better right. than, it, than it was in the past. You can make some real money. And you know where there's really a, a, a underserved market? It's people who use uh, uh, green tools like electric uh, no one, no one does that. No one uses like electric blowers or electric. Uh, no, you're not allowed to. It, blowers, any kind of blower, is illegal in Santa Monica. Oh, really? Yeah. We well, can do the gas ones all over my neighborhood, and no, we always not. are trying to find people who use like, you know, not gas powered stuff. Well, you th- you be careful what you wish because blowers are illegal. So our yard guys come in Santa Monica, and they can't. They don't like. Sometimes they're using a rake on the sidewalk. That's one of my least favorite noises. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's a kind. Well, it's a good thing I I impersonated that noise for you yeah. since you hate it so much. Well, that wasn't even close. Wasn't I wish close. Yeah. I would listen to a half hour of what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I 
instead of listening to these guys rake for. 20 so you minutes. rather the blower and the and the. Well, I feel like there's some areas that you can't. They can sweep the they can sweep the sidewalk instead of using that stupid rake, and they can rake the areas of the yard where something's going on. But there's places like we've got a, a kind of gravelly, pebbly driveway, so you can't. And we got these this tree that gives off these little tiny leaves. Oh yeah, you can't get them out of that out of that gravel. So so our yard never really gets fully cleaned up because because we can't use the blower. These are man, these are some upscale problems right. that I've got. I'm but, having a, a mulch problem right now. I mean, look, are these, are, these are the problems of our times, mm-hmm. you know. Do you compost? We've talked about it. We haven't done it yet. We, we, it, it turns out it's a big pain in the ass. A little bit, but I built a rotating compost barrel thing off uh, of okay. a couple of, I combined two ideas that I saw on the internet YouTube thing. And, uh, you went down a compost rabbit hole and made your own compost. Yeah, well, first I was going to get a composting toilet, and I realized that was beyond, beyond me. But we were having – our compost wasn't breaking down fast enough, so I got this barrel. I drilled it out. You put a PVC pipe in the middle and drill holes in that so it can aerate up into the middle sure, of it when it I rotates around. Right. It's, sort of, it's probably more complicated than it needs to be to do what it needs to do. I could have probably just got a barrel – drilled some holes in it and rolled it around the yard and it would have been just as good. But you can't put everything in there, right? There's some things you can't put in there. You can't put a dead animal in there. Right, but, right. I mean, we put banana peels. You don't put any pro- processed food or meat in there because then you're going to really have a rodent problem. You have an issue, right. To be honest, we do sometimes see some little visitors even it, in it, spite of that. It gets hot, right? It gets hot, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It hasn't gotten as super hot as they. I feel like it's breaking down without getting as hot as they say it needs to get. But we've got the old fashioned kind of bin thing next to this new barrel thing, and the barrel thing where you can rotate it and circulate it around is is processing it so much faster. That then when we finish this current load that's in there, then I'm going to put the, the stuff from the other box in, and I feel like I'm really on my way to being able to process some compost. It's a lot like the kombucha story from earlier. Okay. I mean, it's I'm making more and more. I'm going to have to open a business selling kombucha and compost to... Uh, Don't mix the two up. It no, they be sound really alike, bad. Yeah, but right? they're, super, they're different. Don't drink that one. That's former banana peels. Right. Drink that one. That's mushroom juice. What I'm looking for is a motivated gardener with a di- <laughs> digestive problem. <laughs> Okay, and then, and then I can, while I'm traveling the world selling uh, guitars to lonely musicians, refer them to your yard compost and kombucha services. Maybe you want to give maybe you want to give them a complimentary kombucha. Yeah, I'll give them a complimentary kombucha. Each guitar comes with a complimentary kombucha mm-hmm. or compost. It's a buyer's choice. Or maybe you sip the kombucha while you're while they're describing because there's a part of it there's a part of the process where they're describing to you what how they play and what they want right out what of it is guitar. they want out of it yeah mm-hmm. electric or acoustic I'd make electrics to make an acoustic is actually that takes a lifetime to, to master yeah there's and only we one, don't have a lifetime I don't have that I don't have the time you're halfway through this day I'm thing. almost done you know I wouldn't say that well I feel like it you know that's just today is that just today all right you'll feel better tomorrow. <laughs> what's this? What's this? Yeah, uh, always right after you ate, you feel like you're close <laughs> yeah, to the end. Right. But believe me, you're going to rally. You're going to be hungry again. The trick is to eat half of what we ate, yeah, and then save the other half for later. I know that's the trick. I've, this isn't the first time I've said this to myself right. or to another person. But it's hard to do when you're sitting. And then you there just looking get into meal. it. You're just part. You're like, I'm enjoying this. Why it's would so I stop good. now? I like, yeah. I like the way it tastes. I like the movement of my arm to the right. plate and my face and back. I'm loving all of it. 
I should have brought a toothbrush. Oh, I brought every other kind of brush. I didn't bring a toothbrush. Let's go take a look at some of your brushes. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry if I got weird with the uh, Elvira poop. That would seem like a weird... No, I, yeah. I think that was an important part of the show. Okay. I think... Well, I'll, I Hopefully, I'll get some emails. Also, too, I just love the idea that like there's going to be my life pre this podcast and then the life I'm building now after it. You know? Like, yeah. I'm going to be a guy like sending you emails like, Jake, it's working out. I'm like, sell it. It's working. I want, I want to believe that that's true. Yeah. Even if it's not, will you kind of try and support? I'll try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, keep uh, that yeah. dream vision going for me. Um, so, Travis Clark, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, my website is travisclarkcomedy.com, uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at thatguytravis. And are you, do you have a Facebook page? Oh, yeah. Uh, Travis Clark Comedy, I think, is my face. I, yeah. don't remember, I don't remember what it is, though. People need to go. You, you, if, you're ne- if you're neglecting your Facebook page. Oh, no. I, I, I always post on it, but I never remember. I never get to be Travis Clark on anything. There's always been another Travis Clark. Because of the Clark. other Travis Clark. There's other Tra- yeah, there's a guy in a band, and there's a guy who's a youth minister, and I'm not either one of those guys. From the sound backstage, the crowd is already going apeshit. Because they think I'm the youth minister. They're so excited to hear me. I hope that's the case. Preach the word. Because I, and they're, the way they sound to me, it's like they think it's a strip show. <laughs> um, all right. High five? High five. Wow, they did it in time. Hey, I said, hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to that. Travis Clark, I don't know who is whose life coach on this thing that we're doing. Is it me? Is it Travis? Is it Travis? Is it me? Is it you? Are you the life coach or am I? Who's the life coach? I don't know. But we're figuring some things out. We're formulating some game plans. And uh, man, what a fun weekend and what uh, a, a pleasant hang with uh, Travis Clark. So check him out at his websites and uh, don't fall for the other Travis Clarks. Those dudes are bullshit. And also, don't give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. I've said it before, but I really know it's true. There will be plenty of time to give up later. Thank you for listening. Shout out one more time to my friend, Dr. Jim Raines, for turning me on to that Glenn Tilbrook documentary. And... uh, also uh, just being an awesome dude and thank you folks for listening here is the theme music and then uh, uh, just don't forget I hope you've been cranking it up I forgot to remind you to crank it up I can't hear you unless you talk into the machine.